This is Hugh Douglas from 9290 Game, and you listen to MTMD Sports. Welcome back, everybody, to the episode of the Jay's Tears Podcast. This is episode number 98, dedicated to a man who is one half of the defensive end duo that terrorized quarterbacks during the glory days of the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Robert Mathis. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading to the episode of the podcast. On today's episode, sports do not matter. With what's going on in our communities, with what's going on in our country Sports can go on the back burner. I literally threw the paper that had the show run down on it for today away. It's in the trash. Forget about it. It's not that important. NBA, college football, Major League Baseball, that stuff can wait. Guys, people in our country are hurting. They're scared. They're being terrorized. And it's not a fun thing to watch. So on today's show, just two segments. The first one. What's going on in our country? There's a question that I'll ask in a little bit that we'll try to answer shortly after that question is asked. Segment number two, what's going on in my community? Indianapolis, Indiana, the place that I have spent most of my life. I went to school here. I played sports here. My friends are here. My family is here. Indianapolis, Indiana. It pains me to see what's going on, not just in my community, but what's going on in yours as well. So without further ado, guys, the feel of this will literally be similar to the one that happened when Kobe Bryant unfortunately passed away back in January. I can already feel it in myself. I had not recorded what's to come in already or before before this. No, it is not that. Literally, it's all going to be coming next. And I just have a feel in me. The feel of that is going to be the feel of this. So once again, without further ado, let's go ahead and take a trip to Minneapolis, Indiana, because unfortunately, George Floyd passed away a week ago today, but is this really honoring his life? When you hear the name George Floyd, what is the first thing that pops into your head? For some people, it may be the scene outside of the store in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a week ago today, where George Floyd went to the store to get some groceries. Now, unfortunately, in this transaction, there was a phony $20 bill that was utilized. The store clerk called the cops. The cops show up. The next thing you know, George Floyd is on the ground, face down, arms behind his back, handcuffed with Officer Derek Chauvin's knee in his neck. One minute. Two minutes. I'm not sure how much time went by before this cry came out of the mouth of Mr. George Floyd. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I don't know how long it took for that to come out of his mouth, but I'm sure Officer Derek Chauvin heard that cry with him being so close to Derek's mouth. Derek didn't move. I believe it took about eight and a half minutes for the time the pressure was applied until George Floyd lost his life. I venture there are people that when they hear the name George Floyd, that may be the first thing 
that pops into their mind. Now, there may be another segment of people, some of you that know him personally, that when you hear his name, when you hear George Floyd, when you think about his life, the first thing you think about is a man that was a devoted father, and that he was. A man that was nicknamed a gentle giant, and that he was. A man that was always cheerful, and that he was. Let's double back and go back to that gentle giant stuff. What do you mean, Jay? He's a tall black man. Six foot six, that is. That is tall. Very tall. Basketball size. Basketball height that he had. Oh, a tall black man. To some people, he was he is scary. Huh, I guarantee you. When you meet this man, when you come across him, when, it, when his path across yours, you think he's scary? When you leave him, when your paths leave each other, huh, you will not think he is scary anymore. George Floyd, people loved him. And I guarantee you, when some people hear the name George Floyd, they think of those things, a devoted father, a gentle giant, a man that's always cheerful. Then there's another segment of people that unfortunately, when they hear the name George Floyd, they'll think of a peaceful protest, people protesting police brutality and saying black lives matter, black lives matter, black lives matter, putting the fist up like black power. And then all of a sudden, they, those protests, those peaceful, peaceful protests turn into violent protests, turn into rioting, turn into looting, turn into crime, turn into more lives being lost. And I'll ask you the same question again. Is this the way George Floyd would want us to remember his life? I venture and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. I don't think so. This is not the way, from what I have read, that Mr. George Floyd would want us to remember his life. Would Mr. George Floyd want us to protest? That may be a thing. He may want people to protest police brutality and what happened to him and say, hey, change the system. The system isn't right. If a crooked cop does something and gets a complaint, disciplinary action should be the next step if that man is found guilty. But unfortunately, there are people out there that when they think of George Floyd, all they think about is what we witnessed Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in cities like Los Angeles, California, Eugene, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Des Moines, Iowa, Lincoln, Nebraska, Denver, Colorado, Phoenix, Arizona, Dallas, Texas, Louisville, Kentucky, Atlanta, Georgia, Knoxville, Tennessee, Richmond, Virginia, Boston, Massachusetts, Cincinnati, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Indianapolis, Indiana. And these are just a list of a small group of cities, a small group of places that protested George Floyd over the weekend. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. And let me tell you guys, yes, Black lives matter but you know what else matters every life on god's green earth you know what would be amazing it would be amazing that the thought of hatred the thought of racism the thought that i look at you and because of the color of your skin i will talk to you i'll treat you different i'll give you dirty looks if a black man is out with a white girl they're getting dirty looks if a black if a white girl posts a picture of her black boyfriend or black husband or mixed family on social media they're getting dirty looks they're getting negative comments ugly comments, direct messages being blown up. Why? Because people have been taught, they have been raised to hate people because of the color of their skin. And it frustrates me. 
pains me to know that that ideology, that that is being taught to young people and they can't get that out of their thick skulls. It's sad that from a young age, people are being brainwashed. People are being taught that, hey, because that guy is a different color than you, you can't talk to him. And this goes for black people and white people. This is not just something about Black Lives Matter, that white people are racist against black people. No, black people are racist against white people too. It's ugly. It's vicious. And there is no space for that here in our country. And over the weekend, as I'm watching what's unfolding, as I am watching what's happening, not just in my community, but in your community, in many communities around this country, it's ugly. It's vicious. It pains me literally to see that people are destroying things people are doing this and saying George Floyd wants this this is for George Floyd no sir read Bob this is not what George Floyd would want go on go on the Google go on Twitter search George Floyd life I guarantee you're going to find some articles that say exactly what I say about him about what I have gathered from the articles that I have read a devoted father a man that's nicknamed a gentle giant a man that's always cheerful and people that are described like that this is not the way they want their life to be remembered yes I know it's unfortunate that George Floyd George Floyd lost his life due to a crooked cop a week ago today but that does not mean we have to act this way that does not mean the one percent have to retaliate this way hey how about more peaceful protest you know what you don't want to get changed you know you know what let's think about something real quick when rosa parks decided to not get up out of her seat on that bus on december 1st 1955 in montgomery alabama when bus driver james blakes ordered her to get out of her seat because the white section was full so because she was in the colored section and the white man wanted a seat the bus driver said hey you have you need to move you need to move now i'm ordering you to move so this white man can sit in your seat and she said no let me tell you one thing she one she wasn't the first person to not get up out of their seat and two that was 1955 Martin Luther King passed away assassinated in 1968 that was 13 years and let me tell you did that fix everything over 13 years over peaceful protest over a civil rights movement no it did not so you know what may have to happen how about some peaceful protest in 2020? How about people protesting things that people don't don't expect you to protest? If you want to protest, if you want to see change, you want you have to be the change. And this is not the way to show you want change. Because right now, ha, a lot of y'all are not being the change. I know a lot of you listening to my voice right now. You may not be racist. You may know someone that is racist. You may be you know you probably were not downtown rioting or uh, looting, or you may have been peacefully protesting but you may not be vicious you may not be vile there may be no hate in your body but you know someone that is hey how about this be the change be the change you want to see because without being the change without showing people there is a way to act different there is a way for us to treat each other the same and to be equal so that your smile on your face when someone that's that's full of hate that's full of ugly that's full of vile there's someone that's racist when they see your smile like oh wow all my life, I thought black people were the ugliest, had the ugliest attitudes. I thought black people were these vicious creatures. That's probably what people are being taught from such a young age. And you know what's crazy? Once they realize you're just the same kind of person they are, once you realize the things that they were taught are false, they're fake, they're phony, they may change and they'll probably change. Why? Because they see you and they see exactly the kind of person that you are. Martin Luther King had this to say. Quote, people fail to get along because they fear each other. 
They fear each other because they don't know each other. They don't know each other because they have not communicated with each other, end quote. Wow, that's powerful, and that's a great description of racism. I see you. I view you a certain way because of what I've been taught and the way that I see you because of what I have been taught. Racism isn't normal. Racism is a learned behavior. Police brutality, police are not supposed to be this way. That is a learned behavior. And you know what's crazy? Once people get to know you, once people communicate with you, they find the real you. But unfortunately, there is no communication going on because people are going off of their preconceived ideas or the things that they have been taught from such a young age and they can't get that ideology out of their head. This is not the way. This is not the way to remember George Floyd. Not at all. The rioting, the looting, the violence, the crime. You can say whatever you want about the cops doing that thing. Imagine you being a cop right now. You're outnumbered and people are closing in on you. What do you expect them to do? These rioters are acting a fool, getting bust places all over the country. Three bus loads in Polk County in Florida. Do you know where Polk County is? No, no, I bet none of you do. I bet none of you do. I bet none of you have maybe heard, you may have heard of Lakeland, Florida. That's where somewhere there. Who goes to Lakeland, Florida to protest, to destroy things? That's the kind of people that are tearing up our country. Blacks, whites. This is not so much, this is just, this is not just a racist thing. This is a hate thing. There's such hate. There's such vile in people's hearts right now. Yes, it is the 1%. But so many of us that are not the 1%, we can be the change, but we have to commit to be the change. Friday evening was supposed to be the start of a really good weekend. I got off work Friday at 5 o'clock, had a good day at work, good vibes Good vibes in the office, casual. Friday, one guy went so casual to wear a t-shirt. Hey, I ain't mad at him. The boss didn't care. So I didn't care either. Go ahead. Be as comfortable as you want to be. Be as casual as you want to be on casual Friday. And that is exactly what that young man did. But Friday was supposed to be the start of a good weekend. Get some food, play the game, go to the gym. I mean, it's supposed to be really, really good. Get off work, get a little, get a little food, go to the gym. Workout was good. Workout was top notch. So happy, so excited that the gym's. The gym that I go to is back open, that the governor has seen fit to open gyms in certain areas. The mayor of Indianapolis prolonged those. Those don't actually open until today, June the 1st. So my gym was open. I went to the gym, started working out. And at the gym, I noticed something going on in my city. And when something's going on in your city or in your community, you 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 take notice. It may be your state, but you take notice. You start, oh, oh hold on. What's going on? Oh, hold on, man. What you doing? Why you take that lady purse? She ain't, she ain't do nothing to you. Hold, hold on, man. Why are you still that Skittles? I'll pay for your Skittles. Why are you doing that? I mean, when, when things go on in your city, I know these are small, somewhat. Taking a lady's purse is not small. But when things go on in your city, you take notice. You pay attention. So while I'm at the gym, I mean, literally, I'm about to run a little bit on the treadmill and my whole mood changed. I mean, 100%, absolutely. My entire mood changed. And so I start running. I start running. I mean, I get to get, get in the groove, get going. But the entire time, the only thing I'm thinking about is what's going on in my city. You might say, Jay, what's going on in your city? Downtown Indianapolis, 
it's supposed to be a place that's supposed to be a peaceful place right now. A place like every, every place else. Supposed to be peaceful. You go downtown, restaurants you can eat. They shut down some streets. Uh, so restaurants can have outdoor seating since there's no indoor seating right now due to COVID-19. So, hey, man, supposed to be a peaceful place. You go downtown to hang out a little bit, have some fun. Some people probably have some drinks. I'm not a drinker, but I do understand those people that do that kind of thing, that recreation, that, that putting that liquid in their body. They go ahead. That's what they do. So they go ahead and, and they put that. They, they get some drinks, get some good food, get some good vibes, some good music. Hey, supposed to be a very peaceful place. Well, Friday evening was a start of a very vicious, ugly, vile weekend in Indianapolis and many cities around this great country. The workout's over. The workout's complete. I'm in a good mood. Um, really feeling like I got a good, I got a good workout in that day. But once again, remember, I saw the videos on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, and in my head, I'm wondering why, why Indianapolis, why come here, why are people here this ugly? Why are people here this this vicious, this vile? Man, I understand a protest, and I understand that there are going to be people that protest on the weekend, not during the week, because they simply have more time. They don't have to worry about waking up early the next day to go ahead and get ready to get ready for work. So I completely understand the, the protest on the weekend. But just it didn't seem like Indianapolis. It didn't seem like Indianapolis was the were, were, the people in Indianapolis were the ones destroying this city because people in Indianapolis, the Hoosier state, are very passionate and they care a lot about the things in this state, especially the, the cities that they live in. So Indianapolis, Indiana, a site of a very vicious, a very vile um, attack on Friday evening. I say attack because I have heard, just like many other communities, that there have been people that have been bust into those communities that are being the ones that are basically destroying the communities. They're breaking buildings. They're breaking into cars or kicking cars or popping tires. I saw one place, I don't believe it was Indianapolis, so I'm going to say it anyway, one place where some a lady was on the highway uh, one man was on one side of the car um, kicking and trying to break the glass of the car. Somebody on the other side of the car got a bat and started breaking the glass to that side of the car, broke the glass. The person in the passenger seat where the first person was ended up getting pulled out of the car. The person on the driver's side ended up getting pulled out of the car later. And people are li- literally on the highway. Well, I, heard, I saw one guy get out with a bow and arrow and literally started pulling people and shooting people. That doesn't seem like people that live in the cities that are being terrorized. It doesn't at all. And so Indianapolis, people love this place. People love this city. Why would they vandalize the city? I understand the hatred. I understand the anger. I understand not being able to to control it. But why take it out this way? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. But then you remember, people have been cooped up, not working. 40 million plus right now have lost their jobs since the beginning of COVID-19. Is that an excuse for what's happening? No. But is it a cause for some people to act a fool in the way that they live their life? It's possible that some people right now, they're so frustrated, they don't know what to do, that possibly stealing things may be the only way they can get food, they can make ends meet at this point in time. I hate what's going on. I hate. I, I don't like have people that people have been put in this type of situation. But at the same time, you're destroying my city. On Friday evening, I had one of my, one of my white friends text me and say, Hey, Jay, I am struggling. I am sitting here crying. I'm thinking, why are you crying? Like, what's going on? Did somebody hurt you? 
Like, are you are you in pain? Are you are, are you are, are you hurt? Like, are you get a car accident? Like, why are you crying? No, I am in such pain. I am hurt because people treat you different. I am in such pain because people treat you different because of the color of your skin. And I want to do everything in my power to make that stop. I want to do everything in my power to make that go away. I hate that. I hate that for you. I'm sitting here like, thank you. Like, not trying to take it lightly, but thank you. Seriously, 100%, thank you. Because I am so happy that my white friends right now are as outraged, or if not more outraged than I am, over what's going on in the police brutality. Yes, I don't like it. You don't like it. Many people listening to my voice right now, they don't like it either. But it's so beautiful to me that the white people out here in America are so outraged that they're protesting with black people. Not just Black Lives Matter, but treat them like they need to be treated. Don't kill them. Don't don't, don't kill people. Don't look at them crazy when they're just sitting in the car doing nothing. Or there's a group of people that are laughing. Oh, that's a black group. They're probably up to no good. Don't do that to them. Treat them like they're an equal. And that's exactly what that person was wanting to do. I want to do everything in my power to do exactly what is needed so that people could treat you like you're equal. Like, I'm thinking, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we go on a Saturday. Saturday was worse, y'all. Saturday was way, way Worse, and let me tell you, my tone's going to change because Saturday evening was not good for me at all. Mentally and emotionally, I was drained. No, I was not out there protesting. No, I was, and if I was, I would have been one of the ones out of there by 4 or 5 o'clock. I am not about to get close to that 7 o'clock or else type of thing with the cops out there and that with the protesters. I am not that kind of guy. No, that is not my cup of tea. But Saturday evening, more pictures, more videos, more destruction of my city. To the point that I, I I didn't know how to how to respond. I mean, my friends are saying, "Jay, you're a mess right now. Get off of social media. Jay, go ahead and uh, and call it quits, man. Hey, uh, uh, turn your phone off if you need to. Get away from get away from this stuff because your heart right now, man. Your heart for people is big. It's huge. And I told numerous people the thought of people that are innocent losing their belongings." Losing things that they have worked so hard for. It pained me to see that. It pained me to see my city, the city that I have lived in for most of my life, to see that my city is the spot of such vicious and vile and ill and just ignorant and stupid acts of people saying, This is how we bring justice. History has showed us this is not how we bring justice. What do riots do? They bring more anger, guys. Riots bring more anger. I don't know where it began, where it become, or where it began to be the thing that riots are the things to do. No, riots aren't the way to go. That's not the move. That's not the way. That's not the thing we should be doing. That's not the ride we should hop on and say, oh, let's riot. Let's go ahead and destroy our community. If we destroy our community, what's left? Nothing. And you want to rebuild something that took years and years and years to build up? I don't think so. Guys, this is not the move. Indianapolis, Dayton, Ohio, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indiana. These are just some of the Midwest. I can go around the country, just places that are just being attacked. And I say attacked. I have heard from numerous people. There is some group called, called Antifa. Antifa has been around for quite a while. That is bust that I, they believe. I don't know if this is the actual group, but I've heard they they possibly belong behind these riots. And somebody out there could be Antifa, could not be, is out there busting people in to these communities 
and the people that are being bust in are the ones that are breaking people's that are breaking things and that are breaking cars and are busting car windows and are burning up cars. I have seen two or three cars like sedan type cars that are just burnt up, burnt to the crisp. Uh, people that are saying, "Ah, you you killed George Floyd. We got you. We got you, idiot. This is not what you do, man. Don't do this to my people. Don't do this at all." This is not the way that you bring justice and that George Floyd wants his life to be remembered. Be the change. Your smile says a whole lot to someone, way more than you think. You smiling with a big smile on your face will mean so much more to someone than you think. Smile. Be the change. Now, yes, there may be protests that need to be done, but remember... The Civil Rights Movement, Rosa Parks, December 1st, 1955, was when she refused to get up from her seat. Martin Luther King was assassinated in 1968. See, if you take 1968 and 1955, that's 13 years in between those two events. And guys, that dream that Martin Luther King had, we we are not living that dream today. So, yes, I understand. You may say, Jay, we need to protest. We need to protest. Well, protest peacefully. Protest in a way that people can understand the message that you have and how to actually put that message into action. Your smile to someone else that may hate you, that may not know you, that may say, oh, wow, they're smiling. They may actually be a good person. I was taught my whole entire life that people that were like that, they were ugly. They were vile. They, they, they hated me, so I hate them back. You have no idea what a smile can do to somebody else who knows nothing about you. Be the change. That's my goal here in my city. I hope it's your goal in your city. Thank you for listening to the episode of the Jay Stevens Podcast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. If you're not on Twitter and you would love to connect with the podcast, send your emails to jstevenspod at gmail.com. Remember to always subscribe, rate, and review. It's a great way for people that are searching for a new podcast to listen to to come across this one. Do remember to always get the word out about the podcast via word of mouth. The things that we enjoy in life, we are more willing and somewhat wired to tell other people about. So no matter if this was your first episode or if you have been listening since episode one, be sure to people know about the podcast. This has been episode nine, eight of the JCM's podcast. I'll see you next time. I'm coming in. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Cordova from The Exiles, and you're listening to MTNV Sports. Keep it locked.